Welcome to another chapter podcast with your hosts, Claire and Rebecca. Of books, well, you've come to the right place. Join us as we discuss all things books. So, welcome to chapter 12 of another chapter of the podcast. So, today's chapter is just going to be a general chat between myself and Claire as catch up and a filling in on life and what we're reading and what we have read and what we are looking forward to just to get back in touch with each other and everyone else because it has been a while it has we took a little bit of a a natural hiatus i think is the best way to put it when life got too busy and we just had to consider our priorities i think is the best way to put it Definitely, definitely. And that's fine. Like this isn't a job. Yeah. This it's very much a, a wonderful hobby project that we are really enjoying, but it's really nice not to have the pressure of having to do something if other more important things or more pressing things or more urgent things come up, which they did. And that's okay. And that's fine. Yeah. So we're gonna go live on Instagram now um, oh, yeah. to see if anyone has any questions. I can edit this part out if no one has any questions. <laughs> so we are just back off of the live and we got a few questions, which was great. Um, so we're going to go through a few of them here now and just to get the chat going. Um, so Claire, one of the questions we had was, what is our favorite snack while reading? Yeah. I love having a cup of tea and a bar of chocolate reading a book. I think there's something like it just makes it extra comforting or extra cozy. Agreed. No, I I love a cup of tea. Like the, I don't drink too much tea during the day, even though funnily enough, caf, like the caffeine in tea doesn't seem to affect me. I could have a cup last thing at night and it wouldn't keep me awake or anything. anything. But I love nothing more than like sitting down at the end of the day with a nice hot cup of tea. Mm. It's yeah, it's lovely. Um, even though today I was thinking about ice cream all day, I think that it, because the day was slightly warm, I was like, oh, I'll sit down later now and have a little bit of Ben and Jerry's. Oh, yum. And that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, um, I have Kinder Bueno and Oreo sauces as well, which are, are amazing. Are you a sauce kind of a person? I don't really have sauce on my ice cream uh, or syrups or whatever you want to call them. I do sometimes. I do sometimes. I kind of went through a notion there about two months ago and got a few different flavors. Um, and generally I forget that they're there, but today I kind of have them in my head. So <laughs> even though it's probably a bit late to be going having a bowl of ice cream yeah. now, but anyway. I'm definitely more of a nice lol person than an ice cream. I love a round treats fruit pastel. Really? Yeah. Round treats fruit pastel isas. I love them. And at the moment I'm really like wanting loop the loops that's a random one yeah yeah i had to think about that sorry i was like which one is the loop the loop again with the chocolate and the it's like they're grand but like i'd go for like a tangle twister over that now or whatever it's called now a twister or whatever yeah, it is i don't know yeah so I, mean, I would think we all go through phases though of liking certain things more than other ones yeah 
I've got a pretty good reason for wanting loop the loops at the moment, though. I don't think it's just me that wants it. Oh, there's the Baba, num- Baba number two is brewing, and yeah, <laughs> Yay! this is the and, best uh, news. This I is know, the best news. That is my main reason for being MIA because I was not feeling the greatest. Oh. Let's put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm feeling more back to myself now. So I'm very happy Excellent. to be back. But congrats yeah. on behalf of the whole Bookstagram community. <laughs> Thrilled for you. Obviously, I knew this. <laughs> this isn't me just finding out, but I'm as excited now as I was when I found out. Yeah. So thank you. Um, news. And you're feeling better now, which is the main thing. Yes. So much better. Yeah. I find, and I found the same when I was pregnant with my first. Um, my reading mojo just took an absolute nosedive because I could not concentrate on anything, audiobooks, nothing. The only thing that I could do was like reread old favorites, which has come up as something in many of our episodes where people are asked what they do when they're in a reading slump. And I was able to enjoy old rereads, mainly on Audible, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I just could not focus. I think because I'd reread the the series so much, I just I know what's coming and I don't even have to think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what kind of got me through. But yeah, and I just felt like such a fraud too. I was like, oh my God. I don't think I read I think I read one book in March. Was it March? That's one more than other people I, though, in fairness. Yeah, but I was just reading like one book. For, like I felt like for me it, it wasn't a lot when I'd usually read at least four or five um, yeah but again you had the best reason in the world yeah. not to be reading even though it also meant you were unwell which is terrible mm. because that like especially when you have a smallie in the house already like there's no such thing and obviously you're working full time yeah. like there's no such thing as resting to the to the same way you could on your first or getting to you know just lie down if you're not feeling well or stay in bed without organizing with someone else to mind yeah you know the older kid like it's yeah it's a whole other kettle of fish (laughs) so and i'm just wondering now like what is it going to be like when the baby comes like the last time i remember lying on the couch and getting all the baby cuddles in and I'm kind of going that's not going to happen this time around at all as much as it will it it will to a certain degree it will to a certain degree but it'll be different it'll be equally as the the second baby very much just gets carried around doing whatever you're doing and (laughs) has no choice to put to be like truck in and be in the car or be in the buggy when you're taking the older kids somewhere else or collecting them or whatever (laughs) yeah it's it'd be grand exactly Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's be grand. It'll be fine. Like when the second one comes after a while, you'll be like, God, how you know, getting out of the house with one of them on its own is like a holiday or oh really? You know, it, it <laughs> oh jeez. Oh yeah. yeah, but yeah. So excited for you. Thank you. So excited for you. Anyway, let's move on to bookish content. After, after that bombshell. <laughs> um so yes, we mentioned on our live that we have at least one interview lined up, if not a couple of interviews lined up, which we're very excited about. Uh, if you were on the live, you had 
a very clear hint about who the next one was, but we're not going to reveal it here. Um, but we're very excited about that. Yeah. And so what else? What else have we been up to, bookish wise, in the last while? I suppose we have been kind of linking up with Cork City Libraries a bit, which mm-hmm. has been lovely. Um, yeah. We went in and we met with the heads of Cork City Libraries and had a lovely chat there. And we were invited to come along to the World Book Fest, which I was unfortunately unable to attend. But Rebecca has literally been carrying this entire show. <laughs> And yeah, I am very grateful for that, by the way, because I felt absolutely useless. You say that, but yet our last episode was you on your own talking to Andrea Mara. So you have absolutely done your share. Don't worry. You can do it for Andrea. I was just like, okay, you can do it, Claire. You can talk to this amazing author. Um, yeah, so and it was brilliant. It was yeah. lovely, and she is just so so nice. Like any, I only I met her once, and she just you swear to God that she knew you forever. Like she's just so friendly. And then, yeah. like recording, I was really nervous before we started recording. I was excited, but I was really nervous. And then when I got on, it was the exact same thing. It was just like, oh, I've known you forever. Let's just chat. Yeah, it was really. Yeah. She's just so sound. Um. And if you haven't read her newest book, just go and pick it up. It's yes. absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, and it was released last week. So it was only released last Thursday. Um, both of us were lucky enough to get advanced copies. So we did have it read yes. beforehand. But um, my Kindle copy arrived in. I have I had a pre-ordered. pre-ordered so that arrived into my, my Kindle um, last week. So it's nice to have. You know, a, pro- a copy that I paid for as well. Yeah, I was very kindly then gifted a copy by the publishers too. So um, thank you very much for that. It, it's just lovely to be sent books, I think, but in particular to be sent a book by someone that you absolutely admire completely. I was just, yes. I was weak for myself when I opened this. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's such a good book. And it, it's it's very much along the line of her previous ones where it's, it's kind of tension all throughout. You really don't know where the story is going to go, who's involved, who's not involved. It, you know, which is a great thing. Yeah. And I think particularly because her, her previous two books were also about kids going missing. Like you would expect that as a reader that you might find patterns in Jonas. Yeah. Yeah, actually that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, but I actually I can't I can't and I always make a point of when I'm reading Andrew's books to keep track of who I think is the suspect or yeah. who, who's guilty or who you know I think is a bit suspicious and I'm wrong every single time and I'm, I'm quite good at these things particularly with books but yeah no she can't I can't crack it like it's it's good yeah yeah it's a great sign mm-hmm. it's a really good sign um and we also got sent a copy each actually um of Sophie White's new book, yes, um, my hot friend. my hot friend, and signed and everything, and it was just the loveliest. Like I said it on my stories, or was it the podcast stories that like, it's the loveliest feeling? Like what you just said there, where 
you're looking forward to reading a book anyway yes. and then someone gives you the book now I'm not necessarily saying like it needs to be a publisher giving it to you but like if a friend gave it to you mm-hmm. or someone had ordered it for you or whatever like it's such a lovely feeling to get a book like that and we're so thankful so thankful oh my god like I get so excited when the post comes and I realize it's a book yeah. and it's not a book I've ordered um it's a lovely it feeling but I haven't read the new I haven't read that book by Sophie White yet it is on the imminent TBR but I think you're reading it at the moment or have you finished literally I know that people can't see this but here is our bookmark I'm there. Ah, okay. I have been trying <laughs> for the last, I'm going to say, two or three days to sit out in the garden and finish this book. But after, I'd say, every two paragraphs that I'm getting, come on, mommy, come on. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. And then, yeah. So I am, I'm, I'm, I'm so close to finishing it. I've inhaled this book. It's definitely one that if you're heading away, even if you're not heading away, like just you'll fly through it. You get so invested in all of the characters and all of the stories. I have been bursting out laughing. And also... That's a great sign of a book. Yeah, it is. Like I've been sitting down and just randomly burst out laughing and then my partner is like what's so funny and I'm just relaying this story of the book in particular there's one character who has a new baby and I just have found myself like you know nodding along going oh yeah Yeah. I remember that I remember what that feels like or just there's one thing you can edit this out right if you if you feel you need to but she do you, do you want me to talk about it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so she has her baby right she had this like party lifestyle beforehand which we don't really see much of but she has her baby and she just really despises her partner afterwards because like she has her life is completely yeah. changed she yeah. is like feeding the baby herself and everything and her life is on hold and he's going out to work and coming back in and be like, oh, hello, yeah. everything. But um, yeah, I when I read that, I burst out laughing and I said it to Mark. I was like, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember when I was like an empty phrase? And I was like, it, it just felt great to, to read about a character that also wanted to get their yeah. partners yeah. the way that she captures very yeah. relatable yeah. yeah and even just the whole the whole concept of female friendships in so many different ways and like how hard it is to make friends like there's one line and it's like when you're in your 30s i actually highlighted it i wrote it down i didn't highlight the book because i thought that might be sacrilege but <laughs> a woman has about as much a chance of being murdered by a serial killer as she does making a new friend after 30. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, okay, that actually, you know, we've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. About making things being a bit older. I, I don't know if everyone feels the same as me about it, but I think part of it is that your life is kind of set in so many ways by the time you are thirty that like your social circle becomes so small that it can be really hard to widen that circle to meet new people but also on a more positive note I think as you become more comfortable in yourself you kind of don't feel the need to make friends for the sake of making friends if you want to make friends with someone you do and you spend time with that person like I mean we've gotten extremely friendly in the last Mm -hmm. number of months um 
because of the podcast mainly, but you can equally choose not to yeah go out of your way to be friends with people like you know kind of a i have enough friends kind of a way and i don't like that makes it sound awful but i think you just get to a point in your life where you can actually make that decision yeah and it's quality over quantity you know yeah and when you're younger that's not always a realization or a natural kind of mindset i think yeah um which you can kind of see because it does take it takes a lot of energy to maintain Mm -hmm. friendships like, and I know I like, you know, I presume everyone is the same, like the longer, you know, your longest friends can be the people who you maybe go days or weeks without talking to. And then like, you can just text each other or give each other a ring or whatever. And all is fine. You know what I mean? Um, but then other friendships, you do need to put a bit of effort in. And like, that can be very difficult when you're working, when you have kids, when you have a lot of stuff going on yourself, you know, um, it can be hard to yeah. keep that up so it is very much a case of minding yourself and yeah being friends with the people you want to be friends with as opposed to trying to be friends with everyone which is possibly easier said than done and doing what's right for you is important you know like making sure that you're you're not expending energy in areas that maybe it may not be getting yeah. reciprocated yeah. or you know, things like that i'm just thinking of the book really kind of things that kind of come up in that it's really interesting and about like what can bring people yeah. together too i think in this book is, has kind of made me go oh you know that's that's kind of cool yeah yeah that you, could, you can form a friendship very quickly too yes when you're older yeah and then you know you mightn't expect it so. yeah and i think actually the book yeah. community in general has shown that very clearly that mm. people have bonded in bookstagram or whatever over their shared love of books and people you might chat with very regularly in your DMs or get to meet occasionally at events and stuff that we would never have come across otherwise, you know, only for yeah. the book community, which is lovely. Um, yes. A very happy byproduct of, of Bookstagram. So completely. I love meeting people, John, that you've been messaging or yeah. talking yeah. to and just it literally would feel like you've known them forever. Like it's not the first time that you're meeting in real in real life yeah, um, yeah. And, but, but it can also be really strange to meet a person in real life who you've only ever seen in pictures yeah you know it's a very strange <laughs> feeling going oh this person is right in front of me it's not like their profile picture or yeah. a post on they their grid <laughs> they move yeah, yeah. I'm a real yeah. boy um <laughs> they, yeah um but we we didn't get to go to Mara's launch which we, no. we were both very sad about and we were both invited to and we would love to have and we were messaging and chatting about like could we go up at this time on a Thursday and be home again like come home straight away or no it unfortunately it wasn't it wasn't going to work out for us but no. it's the a next long one way. a long next one spin yeah I Hopefully. know I know if we're the invited <laughs> <laughs> we're, yes we're being very presu- well i'm being very presumptuous <laughs> sorry um have we any, any book events coming up anytime soon actually the quark book fair is happening soon in the oh, yes. marina market and that yes. is bookworld.ie I, yeah yeah and um, the 27th and 28th i'm gonna take a stab 
I think it is, yeah, that weekend. And actually that weekend as well, the Sunday, is also the launch of One City, One Book for Cork City. Mm -hmm. Dublin did it a few months ago and it was, was it The Coroner's Daughter was the book that was chosen for it. Um, And the launch of the Cork book will be on the 28th. Um, it's that afternoon. I think Cork City Libraries have the information up. If anybody listening is going to be in the area or is from the area that would like to attend, um, I think it's half three on that Sunday. I couldn't tell you what the venue is right now. But we are hoping then to do something around that book or with that yeah. book um, next month, all going well. So we are very eager to find out what the book is, um, seeing as we did kind of meet with the the library people in Cork City Libraries who were very supportive mm-hmm. and had lots of ideas. Um, more to follow, hopefully. Um, anything else? What are you reading? A, a multitude of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I've got Sophie White on the go and I've got um, the Third Mommy Book Club pick. Yes, yeah. On the go as well, yes, so I'm rereading Project Hail Mary on, in physical book. I'm picking up on stuff now in the earlier parts of the book that I know are relevant later, but because I've read it already, I know how they're relevant and I'm loving the little connections. You know, the, do you know the way that happens? They're kind of setting up the story mm-hmm. or just even reference, references to things that probably aren't even important, but I'm like, oh, you know, that's really interesting. Or maybe I didn't get that detail the last time. So I'm really enjoying the reread of it. I'm listening to a book called King of Scars. So when we interviewed Cap. Catherine Walsh, she mentioned the author Lee Bardugo, who is who mm-hmm. writes kind of fantasy. And I had bought yeah. one of Lee Bardugo's newest books, not realizing it was part of a, a series or a duology, one of her newer ones. But I basically went back and along with um, kind of fantasy book club on Bookstagram to whatever end, they were doing a reread of all her older books. Um, so she has... I'm sorry, I'm counting here in my head now. Seven books <laughs> as part of kind of one universe, the Grishaverse. Oh, wow. So there is two, three books in the first series, two books in the second one, and then two books in the third one. And I'm currently on the first of the two books in the last, we'll say, of the the last pair of the seven. Um, and they're great. They are so interesting. So interesting. It's about people. The, the Grishas are people with kind of magical powers, um, different, depending on which type of Grisha you are, you are, you have different powers. So it could be to do with fire. It's to do with the elements. So it could be fire, air, water, whatever. Um, okay. but that Grishas are kind of looked down upon, like people call them witches and things like that. So like they come from kind of, they're welcomed in one country as part of this universe, but then other countries are very suspicious of them and don't really welcome them or take them into kind of slavery or servitude. Um, and use their powers for things like that. Um, But it's just kind of following people within that universe. And it is like, I'm really invested in it, Um, really enjoying it. All of the audio is on Barrowbox, so I'm flying through them that way. And actually Netflix have a series of it as well. I don't know how many series they've made, but I'm watching the first series at the moment. It's called Shadow and Bone, which is the first book of the seven. So I'm listening to that, reading Project Hail Mary, and then my Kindle book is The True Love Experiment, it's called, um, by Christina Lauren. 
who are actually two oh. authors that they write together, they co-write. The un- the Unhoneymooners would be one of their better known ones. The Soulmate yeah. Equation was one of their last ones. And I think it, I actually only realized after I started this one, which is an advanced copy on Nick Ellie, that The Soulmate Equation is the first of these two books. Again, you can okay. read it on its own, but obviously having reading the second one now means that I'm going to know how the first one ends, you know, because it's recurring characters. Yeah. Not that that makes a difference. Actually, funnily enough, just saying that one of the quotes from the book that I thought was really interesting today is one of the characters, because the, the main character in this one is a romance writer and she's mm-hmm. looking for love. And she goes on a dating show to try and find someone but one of her producers says to her that, you know, romance writing is actually really difficult because you have to write a really compelling story for an audience that already know how the story is going to end. Mm. That's very true, actually. Yeah, and I'd never thought of it that way. I mean, in a romance, of course, they're going to end up together, you know, or the, the person is going to end up with their love or whatever the person they're meant to be with. So, like, you always know that's going to be the way, but it's it's how you get to yeah. that point is what makes the story interesting. And so like it, it has to be done really well to keep mm-hmm. the reader interested that they're not going to give up halfway through going, well, I know they're going to end up together. So why am I bothering? You know? So I thought that, that was an interesting, really interesting way to look at it. Snippet. Snippet. Yeah. Yeah. Tidbit. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm reading. I'm about 70% into that and I'm really enjoying it. Can I ask you a question? Okay. You listened to Project Hail Mary the yes. first time and did you think as someone, okay, so some people have DNF'd it. Yeah. Do you think that that is to do with just the content or do you think it would read differently as an audiobook and a physical book? I think, um, I think I'm, I'm very glad I listened to it the first time is probably mm. the best way to answer that because I didn't get bogged down in reading all the sciencey details. Um, and I know, I suppose reading it this time, like even when I'm reading paragraphs about him, like doing equations and stuff, I know like, okay, well, you know, that's only a paragraph. It's fine. Like the story yeah. is going to be about a lot more than that. Um, and the guy, the, the version that I listened to, which is the one on Barbox, which I presume is where most people are listening to it. He does it really well. Um, like he gets across the humor yeah. really well, the dry kind of humor and the kind of the wit the and the wryness. Um, and I think he does it really well, which adds to it and probably makes it a bit easier to listen to. It makes the more sciencey bits and techie bits a bit easier to listen to as well. Yeah. So yeah, my advice definitely is listen to it like that now and like Daisy Jones would be two that I'm like, oh, absolutely. No, both would work as well obviously written and i think i appreciate it written more because i'm able to pay attention to the stuff yeah now, but i already know the story so i'm not getting bogged down in it which very interesting like those two that you've picked yeah that you would say would be great as audiobooks for somebody that might be facing into them for the first time or whatever they nearly read or listen like a film as opposed to a book yeah in my mind yeah you know I was driving to work today and I was at a certain point in the book and I'm listening to it on Audible. Yeah. And I literally, I got stuck in traffic on the way, enjoying my audiobook. And (laughs) next thing I got to my car park and pulled up and something 
dramatic happened and I found myself having depressed pause and oh, I was like no. oh my gosh no <laughs> it's like no if the baby's crying and you have to pause yeah. a really good movie like, you're like oh, no. <laughs> yeah have you any book that you're really looking forward to getting to for the summer Claire oh my god yeah like I was sent this one actually Tom Hanks' oh yes new book the making of another major motion picture masterpiece. Like, look at this cover. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It is absolutely stunning. And I love, love, love Tom yeah. Hanks. I think he's an amazing person. Um, do you know, because I know yeah. him personally and all that. But um, like, it just looks really oh, cool. It's gorgeous. It just looks like it's going to be great. Um, and is it fiction or non-fiction? Non-fiction. Like, is it a memoir or? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Two seconds there now. Let me whiff this out. A wildly ambitious story of the making of a colossal star-studded multi-million dollar superhero action film and the humble comic book that inspired it all. Um, it offers an insider's take on the momentous efforts it takes to make a film. At once a reflection on America's past and present, on the world of show business and the real world we all live in. I actually oh, it's, I don't it's, know. it sounds like it's fiction, but like he he's yeah. able to bring in his personal experience of making big movies yeah. and stuff. It's saying that it's his first novel, and I know he's oh yeah, uncommon type was like short stories and stuff. Okay, yeah. that sounds really good. I would be very interested in what you think yeah i'll pass it on to you when i'm done Ooh, but girl. there's also this at the end and it's like for publicity inquiries Ooh. please email and just be like hey any chance we can talk to Tom? we have this teeny tiny podcast and he's a multi you never know you never know if we don't yeah. ask we can't get <laughs> Can you imagine getting an email going, hi, we have a podcast. We have a, however many hundred listeners. Um, yeah, we'd like to talk to Tom Hanks, please. <laughs> and not laughing. Can you imagine getting you a response going, Tom Hanks will speak to you next Tuesday morning at 9am <laughs> and us losing our lives. <laughs> hi, Tom, how are you? Yeah, what's We're the totally crack? Fraud. <laughs> Yeah, what's your favorite book? <laughs> Corker Dumlin. <laughs> uh, and I bet you he'd answer. I bet you he'd answer it all. Um, he's so sound. He's just, yeah. That one looks really good. That looks really good. I need to get back onto my nonfiction buzz. I was doing so well with my monthly, at least one every month. And then I realized mm. I didn't read any in April. I started one on script, an audio one which actually turned out to be a I don't know is he a doctor or a consultant but it was like his account of like his time working in not he doesn't call it that but it's basically CUH um oh. it was at the Ministry of Bodies I think he called the is what the book is called but like that I I started it at the end of April and I was very much mm-hmm. only listening to it not that it wasn't good but I was only listening to it for the sake of trying to squeeze in a non-fiction read Okay, and yeah. I just wasn't in the mindset for it because you know sometimes, especially when it's nonfiction and it's about like sickness or hospitals, and you know you kind of have to be in the headspace for it. So uh, I think I will go back to it. Um, but yeah. 
I didn't get that finished and didn't get a nonfiction one in for April. And I feel I'm annoyed with myself because I read quite a lot of books. I just didn't. None of them were nonfiction. Yeah, I obviously haven't been reading very much at all. And I, I, I really feel bad as well about the nonfiction thing because I really was getting into it. I'm kind of looking here at my list that I made 23 and 23 and I've only crossed off two of them so far. Oh, well, look, don't feel bad because I I tried to do 12 books in 2022 and I think I read one of them. Yeah, but some of these are really like they've. Oh, no, I've read three. Sorry, I forgot to cross one of them off. Um, like there are. Let's see. Great Circle is here. The Push Um, the Paper Palace, The Four Winds. Louise Penny, Still Life, which I know you... Oh, yes. Really, yeah. yeah, I knew I was going to get a reaction to that be, one. The push could be a toughie now. Considering my your, current circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> and especially... Now, probably before Baba arrives would be a better time to read it. Mm. Do you know the way, like, you... Well, I found that I was able to watch um, One Born Every Minute. No problem. When I was pregnant, and then I had John and was like, no... No, never watching that program again. I was the opposite. Um, really? Yeah. Oh no, I I was bet into it when I was expecting being like, oh my god, this is so fascinating. But I think then once <laughs> once I had a dose of reality, I went, no, not watching any poor woman go through that again. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So I've got a good couple of books on this. Like, I mean, there's I've got a good couple of books even here behind me that I've been kind of picking up and that I haven't yeah yeah that I haven't gotten around to Happy Place by Emily Henry is one as well that I received I only finished that the other day actually I I really enjoyed it it was quite different to her previous books in the sense that it's more like a contemporary fiction with romance as opposed to romance romance and a few people messaged me on Instagram saying they were struggling with it. I've seen that. Um, yeah, yeah. And again, I could, I could kind of see why, but I enjoyed it. But I'm, I'm a fan of her anyway. I just love the way she writes the banter between characters, yeah. and these two characters in it are are quite lovely. Even though I'm not generally a fan of second chance romances. Excuse me, my whole, entire relationship is based on a second chance oh, romance. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this book is really good. This book is really no, good. I, know what yeah. you're I don't know why. I don't know why. Like because um, it's not always realistic. You know, you know, I was always of the opinion that, like, obviously, it didn't work out. Why bother going back to someone or you know trying things yeah. again? But look, there you go. Sometimes it works. I think sometimes I don't know. Some of the books I've read, it feels like yeah, you broke up for a reason. Yeah. Like why are you giving this person a chance um this book isn't different though this book is like they're they're both lovely from the outset so that was yeah i've I've seen people saying that you know of all of her books that they've kind of struggled the most with this one so i feel like i'll be going into it a little bit not wary but i'm just you know i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what everybody's kind of not everybody yeah i really enjoyed it like i thinking yeah i know yeah it's it's very much what you make this of it. One. Oh, I yes. really want to read this one soon too. In a Thousand Different Ways by Cecilia Hearn. Yes. I think it's her best book yet. And I've I've read, I'm going to say three Cecilia Hearn books. Yeah. I've read 
P.S. I Love You. And I've also read um, two of her young adult books. Okay. Is it flawed and perfect, I think? Not sure. I haven't read those. I've actually yeah. read a lot by her. I... Like, and it's funny, like, I wouldn't say... She wouldn't be someone that would come to mind when I, I, I'm thinking of, like, you know, who I'm a fan of or whatever. But yet, I find her books really easy to listen to, really easy to read, I mean. And... Mm. A lot of her books revolve around like kind of magical realism, which I don't mind. And I know some of them are a bit twee, but they're very easy reading. Mm. Um, I've enjoyed them. And again, I think it's kind of enjoying it for what it is. I don't like I, I, I wasn't going into it expecting it to be anything other than what it was. And, you know, I think that's important sometimes with books that are kind of more unusual like that or dealing with kind of out of reality kind of topics yeah um and this one is slightly similar in the sense that she can she sees colors around people's emotions have you read it i've started it yeah okay i have started it so i've seen people rave about it and i also saw i don't know if you're following her dr Eva durkin no she's the highly sensitive psychologist okay really really good um, she talks an awful lot about anxious children and highly sensitive children, and also yeah. like if you're a highly I'm sensitive a few of those parent, are right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like how to to manage things, and she does different like programs and courses and stuff. Which okay. you know, she seems like she seems like an absolute dote, but she put up on her stories recently that for anyone who is a highly sensitive person, they might really enjoy this. Probably because like the level of empathy and tapping into other yeah. people's feelings yeah. and stuff is quite high. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, it's, I've really enjoyed it so far. And it's like I started it and I, it's not that I stopped because of any negative reason. It was just like that. I think a few kind of body reads or something came up that I was kind of dropping what I was reading to pick those up. And I need to go back to it. But I, I really enjoyed what I had read of it so far. And it is quite different the tone of it is quite different to her previous book. So if you maybe have read previous ones and maybe didn't enjoy them that much, it could definitely be worth giving this a shot because it is, there's a different kind of feeling to it while still having that kind of kernel of, you know, this like kind of magical aspect to it or that, you know, you know, that kind of side to it as well. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm just taking a look yeah. here, like at the bookshelf behind me. I'm just gonna like bring this with me just so that I can keep talking properly and like I've got a good couple here that you know I got um a gift of a book subscription for the year from my partner for oh, yes. yeah so from the book resort and I've gotten some really lovely books from them that look like they're going to be great I just haven't been in the mindset for reading too much but like there's a couple of them here now that I'm looking at that kind of look really good the one that I got most yeah. recently is called um glass houses by Melanie Murphy okay like Louise O'Neill is on the cover saying moving unexpected and compassionate it's about okay. two sisters that are kind of estranged um 
they bring out the worst in each other so mostly they keep their distance but jenna has suddenly found herself with no job no boyfriend nowhere to live and no idea what to do next is life really supposed to be this difficult turning up on rosie's doorstep is the last thing she wants to do but it feels like her only option um basically they get they end up working together on a project and i don't know okay will they finally find their way back to happiness and each other it just looks like a nice oh, kind of a yeah. light read for the summer um that looks like a nice one okay one i got actually was um it's called no apologies it's, it's non-fiction interestingly by neve orbinski it's her debut book but it's um the blurb is ditch diet culture and rebuild your relationship with food um, and she she works a lot with kind of I think like educating people about mm-hmm. how to eat properly how, not how to eat properly but like about how I suppose a lot of us grew up with quite toxic relationships that's it yeah quite toxic relationships with food or you know yeah. good and bad foods and I put that in inverted commas and so on so I'm really looking forward to reading that and actually I think it was Sharon shared there last week or the week before that Neve Warbinski is doing a book club for it and oh, it's wow. starting in about two weeks I think so you can sign up on her website um for it. she's on Instagram and stuff as well and I, I presume it's, there's a link in her bio there yeah but yeah she's doing kind of she sends out emails every few days just with little activities and stuff about it and then once the book club starts there will be I, I don't know will she be doing kind of lives or little webinars or whatever related to it as well and I, I was like that's really it's a really nice way of kind of I suppose making the most out of mm-hmm. of the book and kind of making it as accessible or you know her especially as accessible to people as possible so I've signed up to that so yeah I'm to that I think well. like I've done countless amounts of diets and you know like we I find that I can be my absolute worst enemy when it comes to looking in the mirror like I don't yeah. think anyone would say anything to me that could possibly be worse than things that I've said to myself so like this when this came oh, through no. the door it was so welcome like and I think particularly after having my first child your body changes so much and there's a lot of it that's completely out of your control obviously yeah. but yeah, I think that this would be a nice thing to have to to dip into. Um, I found that I found that my feet got bigger, which I wasn't expecting. As it like, I I have to go up like half a size or a size in shoes. It's like my feet like got flatter really? or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know a very unexpected byproduct yeah. of it all? Um, but yeah. So for. My, or, excuse me. So for April, our read-along book was Catherine Walsh's The Matchmaker. Now, it didn't come out until mid-April and we went with that book because we've had Catherine on the website. On the website. Podcast. We've had Catherine on the podcast and we wanted to support her book mm-hmm. and I I loved it. I love everything she writes, to be honest. Um, So we will be doing our little read-along episode on that shortly and, you know, we, we're grateful for everyone to still like inter- are interacting with our instagram and stuff because we know there haven't been that many episodes lately so we're hoping you'll have a bit of patience with us and while we get back to normal kind of programming but our book for may is 
uh, maybe next time by Seska Major. So the blurb for this, the most heartbreaking, life-affirming love story of 2023. Even the greatest love stories end, but what if this one didn't have to? Emma is having the worst day of her life. Frustrating... Oh yeah, I said that and I was like, that doesn't even sound like a word. Frustrating, chaotic, and the only person who could make it better is gone by the end of the day. Yet even worse than all of that, Emma keeps waking up to the same day over and over again. But what if this is a sign things could be different? Can Emma change the heartbreaking end to this love story? So that is our May read. And we will be doing our episode on that in about two weeks, I suppose. Mm, yeah. I'm looking forward to reading it. (laughs) I am too. It sounds good. Yeah. It wouldn't be my typical kind of a a trope, I suppose, for a story. Yeah. Um, Although I read... I actually realised after I saw it in Barbox that I have it as an arc from NetGalley. So there must have been something about it on NetGalley that I went, you know, something jumped out at me, which is obviously always a good sign. And then I saw it in Barbox and I think the name kind of rang a bell. Um... But yeah, it's it's and it's quite, it's a bit different to what we've had. Yeah. You know, there is kind of the magical aspect of the story, whereas the rest of the stories we've had so far have all been fairly factual, as in grounded in kind yeah. of reality. So this is slightly it's, different. It kind of reminds me of um, is it in a holidays is that Christina Loren? Oh yeah. Oh, Chrissy, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's one of hers that I have read. Yeah. I started that same kind of a thing. It's Groundhog Day, essentially. Um, yeah. But I had no idea that that's what it was about. I went in completely blind and was like, what? <laughs> Do you know when you go back and I was like, what is that? What is happening here? Yeah. yeah. So at least this time I'll be a little bit prepared. Slightly prepared, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's our that's our May read along and it's nearly the end of May where is time going I know summer holidays soon oh yeah cows I wish the cows would take a summer holiday (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately not no Um, that schedule I know. No, so yeah. is is our Shanae is are we finito? Yeah, excellent. Uh, it was lovely chatting, Claire. It's been too long. It was really it's been too nice. long. Do you know what? It's nice to get back into the swing of it and not be sitting at home feeling completely and utterly guilty, going, "Oh God, how do I even yeah. get back to this?" Um, I know, I know, and I think what you know it, when you don't do something for long it enough, can be it can be kind of yeah, it, you can kind of get out of the habit of it, but. This was like anything, just once we got back online, sure, all we were doing was laughing at each other for the first 10 minutes and <laughs> trying to fix our mics and our speakers and so on. Yeah. Um, so thanks for joining us, everyone. We will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Another Chapter Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share to keep the book conversation going. Thank you to Helen Becerra for the graphics, Mark Neville for the mixing, and to each of our contributors. Music is Make It Work by All Good Folks. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Another Chapter Podcast. We'll see you there.